0: And now, Your Prayer Intentions with author Peter and Jimmy. Hello and welcome to another edition of Your Prayer Intentions. Very happy to be here for interviews, for talk and thought for Your Prayer Intentions. I want to talk about first an event that's coming up. It's going to be coming up at St. Cecilia's Parish on Mechanic Street in Leominster. It's going to be a pro-life event. ...that you're not going to want to miss. It's Saturday morning, February 4th. It starts at 10 a.m. and goes till noon. And Monsignor Moroni will present a little talk... ...on proclaiming the gospel of life in a post-war world. And there's going to be an hour of adoration of the Blessed Sacrament... ...and intercession for all life from birth to natural death... ...right after it. That's again Saturday, February 4th, 10 a.m. to noon at St. Celia's Parish on Mechanic Street in Leominster, So a nice little pro-life event to have as uh, we've just had the March for Life this year. And the March for Life this year, you figure, with Roe repeal, that's a big step. But you're also seeing states push the envelope for abortion to the day of birth because they have to react. They cannot. It's rather amazing to see the extreme reaction And what it really tells us is that the safe, affordable, and rare argument was always a lie. It was, what could I get? As long as it was used to keep people who might otherwise go with pro-life appeased, we're willing to argue for this limit or that limit, the limits that were in row. But the moment that states were allowed to ban abortion as, for being the murder that it is, suddenly the tune changed. And we were gonna show those pro-life people that we're gonna have abortion at any time we want. We're gonna use abortion as birth control. And that's what's very important about this is that it's a very important reminder that you have to change minds you have to change, the, the reason why the pro-life movement exists is to change minds. And when a Christian society, we didn't have to worry about this. When we were on Christian society, because abortion was pretty much illegal. But in a post-Christian society, you have to change your minds, You have to persuade. And we may have the science on our side. We may have history on our side. But people's desires and people's fears. Abortion, I remember Father Bob Brusso, who died a few years back, used to be a pastor at St. Cecilia's and then before that, pastor at St. Anthony's while I was there, said once at a protest, abortion is the abandonment of hope. And to convince people to kill their own children, you have to abandon hope. You really have to have them abandon hope or to be so narcissistic that they can't imagine doing anything else. I'm so narcissistic that my immediate wealth is more important than the potential of killing my own children. And it's, a, it's a horrible thing when you think about it, but that's really the way it is with some people. And you have a society that celebrates these things when you have a society that celebrates these things, when you have a media that celebrates these things, when you have a post-Christian media that makes all the difference in the world. And it's a very sad thing because there's cost to all of these things. All of these things come with a cost. But let's talk about something a little more pleasant. And I want to talk about something I saw at Adoration this week. Now, it had been a snowy day, and we had to, I made it a point to get down. I had actually been late for church. I went down there to, I had communion, and I wanted to make sure that we were covered because, you know, it had been a snowy day, and they used to cancel adoration a lot in the past. if There was a lot of snowfall because it was 24-7 then, so you had a much wider area for that. But I had gone in, and I had talked to the pastor after he had set up the adoration. We were talking inside the sacristy for a while. And as I came out, and I don't know if you're familiar with St. Bernard's Parish at St. have We have adoration Mondays and Tuesdays. They starts right after the end of the 8 o'clock Mass. On Mondays it runs to 7. On Tuesdays it runs to 4. What happened is I came out of the sacristy. And if you're not familiar with the parish, it's a little step up to where the altar is. And there was a young Spanish woman. And she was sitting on that top step, kind of sideways, and just staring at the Blessed Sacrament in the monstrance. And I was looking at her, and it was as if she was sitting at the feet of Christ, which indeed she was, and listening to him preach. It was the image of adoration, in my opinion. And all I could do was look at that and just smile. Because that's what adoration is. Adoration is sitting in the presence of Christ, sitting in the presence of God. I think it's, I could be wrong, I think it was uh, St. John Vianney who said it, but it may have been a different saint, who said if people realized, if more people realized what they were actually doing with adoration, they would, you know, it'd be packed, and people would be running down there to be in the presence of God and it was something to watch this young lady, she couldn't have been more than 30, sitting there just engrossed in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament. It's a great thing and I highly, highly recommend Adoration whether at St. Bernard's or someplace else. In fact, it would be nice I'd like to see every church in the area have a, a day of adoration. You know, someone pick up a Wednesday, someone pick up a Thursday in the local churches so that you had adoration every day in Fitchburg, even if we don't have the 24-7 chapel that we used to. have. If we had churches doing adoration on different days, you'd have adoration in town every single day, which would be a great thing. Well, I want to pivot here. I mentioned the abandonment of hope. And abortion as the abandonment of hope, and that's a great introduction to the second part of our interview that we're about to play, which is the child with autism learns about faith. This is from Kathy Labosch, and what a great alter- I mean, what a great alternative—a child with autism learning about faith versus the abandonment of hope that abortion is. So here's the second part of our two-part interview. Again, Kathy Labosch, the book is the child with autism learns about faith now the book here talks about the various lessons that you have you have creation adam and eve isaac and rebecca jacob joseph we've already talked about passover and you talk about the things that the parents can learn about autistic some ministry hope inspiration and how to prepare and how important is it as a parent to prepare yourself for what's going to come up with this stuff
1: In some ways, I don't know that you can prepare yourself, but um, part of the things there was also for the teachers and things, and to just give you ways of thinking about stuff as to, well, I could try taking his matching skills that he learned in school and using it for a holy card match, or I could try doing this thing where matching word to object. And one of the things I did was I took pictures inside the church of the altar and other things, and I'd play a game with them, I'd say. I'd show them a picture of the altar, and I'd say, go to same. And then they could take the picture, and they'd run up to where the altar was, and I'd say, that's the altar, or that's a pew, or that's the other, and to try and teach them different things that way.
0: Now This book is both for parents and for people who are doing programs mm-hmm. with autism. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, for churches. And I actually, I've made it so that I just did the first part of the Bible, like creation through Exodus. And it's so that people of the Jewish faith can use it, people of the Protestant faith can do it, non-denominational can do it. But it also has an imprimatur from the bishop on it. So it is absolutely positively valid to be used in the Catholic Church.
0: Now, are you planning on another edition that touches on some of the New Testament stuff?
1: Well, I actually had another chapter another book of this which dealt with the Ten Commandments for teaching kids different ways to live and everything and I went through the process and I got the imprimatur and everything and then my publisher changed their mind about publishing it. (laughs) I was like so bummed so I was going to do a series that was actually finishing out the Old Testament for me because I would take different things from like a different commandment and take an example of how it was lived out from other parts of the Old Testament. I think if I went into the New Testament, I would have to do, like, the Catholic version of this. Because if you deal with Protestants and Christianity, once you get past the name of Jesus, it's like everybody believes something different.
0: All right, now let's talk a little bit about your own... uh situation with autism and and your children now you said your children now are 22 and
1: 25
0: all right and one is high functioning the 25 year old is, is high functioning the 22 year old is low functioning. now is the 25 year old able to live independently does he will be will he be living with you for the rest of his life
1: Okay, a 25 year old is actually living in an apartment of his own and he's got a uh, a job at the hospital in the sterile processing unit, but he's like a mile from us. So he don't like to cook, so we still get him the McDonald's and the pizza and everything like that. Uh, Nikki is low functioning. He's been living with us, uh, but we just got money from the state so that we're gonna put him into a group home situation with just maybe one other person in the home and hopefully close by. Because, uh, you know, my husband and I are approaching 60. And so at some point, you know, it's better to get them in early, I think. And so life is settled, you know, rather than I've seen people who keep them at home until they die. And then all of a sudden, everything in their life is totally upended.
0: That's a very good point. And again, how important is it that you dealt personally with a range of autism rather than having a single autistic child and having a single reference point the fact that you have two autistic children one with a higher range one with a lower range how has that helped you develop not only this book but the two previous ones in order to give advice that can be broader than what you might have had otherwise
1: well it was good for my readers it drove me insane personally (laughs) But uh, the only time it, I mean, it wasn't just they were on opposite ends of the spectrum. One was sensory seeking, other was sensory avoiding. Um, one would only eat beef, the only would eat chicken. And the one, only food that ever worked out was pizza, because one would only eat the crust, and one would only eat the inside. <laughs> so that
0: way you had it covered no matter what. So it wasn't a question of toppings, it was a question of crust versus inside.
1: Right, and so it was just sort of, uh, the Lord kept my sanity but like I said it was it was good for the people who are gonna be reading my tip booklets and and other stuff but it was insane growing up <laughs> and was this
0: is this what drove you to writing uh, were you was your profession writing before this or did it did it all come from the children and the autism
1: um, I am not really much of a writer at all in fact, it's funny, the tip booklets are just. There's the
0: woman with three books now.
1: Well, the tip booklets are all just like single statements. And it's like, do this, do that, you know. I wrote the books because it's extremely lonely. I need someone to talk to. So I was talking to make believe people. <laughs> and uh, I remember once um, someone was interviewing me and they said, why don't you use paragraphs? And I said, I said, I can't form paragraphs. And I said, but that's okay because my audience can't read paragraphs because we're so stressed we can't read it. Um, The Child with Autism Learns About Faith is much bigger, but uh, the other two books are pretty much just short bullet points after bullet points after bullet points. I take different, um, at home and in the community, I'll take, I'll say bedroom. I'll be a copy of a chapter. And then I will hit every single thing tip that has to do with bedtime. And I have master bedroom, which I will hit every single tip I have about keeping your marriage intact.
0: Now, I have to ask you this. Obviously, you mentioned that you had gone to the religious director, and she said, oh yes, go do this. When you finished this book, I presume you went back to your religious director and said, let me show you what we have. What was the reaction?
1: Um, I think she thought it was like really cute that i was doing lesson plans and everything like that for these kids i think she was just kind of expecting me to you know have like a glorified daycare there you know but um but i really structured it out and everything like that so so
0: she was expecting something small and you produce something large for use everywhere which is it's amazing the little things that god will it looks like it's going to be a small, a mustard seed being the small seed, and now it's the largest bush. This is supposed to be a small day plan, and now this is a book to be used that's got the imprimatur all over the nation, or for any parent who needs help with autism.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, that's what the Lord, well, the Lord takes your personal suffering and turns it into redemption, not just for yourself, but for everybody. So,
0: Again, the book is The Child with Autism Learns About Faith, Fifteen ready-to-use scripture lessons from the Garden of Eden to the Parting of the Red Sea. And let me have you mention the other two books one more time.
1: The Child with Autism at Home and in the Community. And then The Child with Autism Goes to Florida.
0: And this is by Kathy Labosh. Kathy, where can people find these books?
1: Um, The best place would be at my publisher's website. I'm published by Future Horizons, which is the same publisher of uh, Temple Grandin and the others. But it's www.fhautism.com. And then just put in, you know, on a search, just put in Labosh, L-A-B-O-S-H. And all my books should come up.
0: Well, Kathy, you've turned your struggle into a blessing for others. And may God continue to bless you and yours. And thank you for blessing us with your company and your time and with your story.
1: And thank you, Peter, for what you do. I mean, people can do great works, but unless it's broadcast and shouted from the rooftops, no one will know about it. So thank you.
0: Actually, you made a very good point, and it's not really the thing to mention here now on the show, but one of the great things about the Catholic faith is that there are so many people doing so many wonderful things, but it never gets mentioned. It's always quiet. You don't hear about it. And that is a very nice thing for you to say because I think it's so important. For people to realize that the Catholic Church isn't just the Vatican, it isn't just the priests, it isn't just people making pronouncements, it's the people in the church, the body of Christ doing his will and serving others. And that's what you're doing. Again, thank you so much for being with us, and thank you for those kind words.
1: You're welcome, and thank you. And now let's get to
0: our prayers. First, let's get to our prayer requests. We have our standing prayer requests for Nancy the donors to WQPH and we thank you so much to you because thanks to you the radio station continues. We want to offer prayers for Mary Lotz, for Eric, for the uh, intentions of the Dominican Sisters of St. Cecilia. And let's go to the prayer wall and remind you that you can post prayer requests on the prayer wall at wqphradio.org slash we have a request, for, prayer request for Maria. We have prayer requests for baby Sylvia and baby Ella Mae. We have a prayer request for those laid off, and we have a private intention. And just a reminder that you can put up private intentions if you want to as your prayer request, rather than the uh, old standard prayer requests. And we're going to do something a little bit different today. For our prayer request, we're going to do a prayer that from the uh, St Jude Shrine. It's the twelve year prayers of Saint Bridget, and we're going to do the uh, prayer which is seven Our Fathers and seven Ail Marys, and we're going to do it in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. O oh Jesus, I now wish to pray the Lord's Prayer seven times in unity with the love which you sanctified this prayer in your heart. Take it from my lips to your divine heart improve it and complete it so much that it brings as much honor and joy to the Trinity as you granted it on earth with this prayer. May these pour upon your holy humanity and glorification to your painful wounds and the precious blood that you spilled on earth. First prayer of the circumcision. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Eternal Father, through Mary's unblemished hands and the divine heart of Jesus, I offer you the first wounds, the first pains, and the first bloodshed as atonement for my and all of humanity's sins of youth, as protection against the first mortal sin, especially among my relatives. Second prayer, the suffering on of olives. Our Father, who art in heaven and hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of death. Amen. Eternal Father, through Mary's unblemished hands and the divine heart of Jesus, I offer you the terrifying suffering of Jesus' heart on the Mount of Olives, and every drop of his bloody sweat as atonement for my and all of humanity's sins of the heart, as protection against such sins, and for spreading of divine and brotherly love. Third prayer is for the flogging. Our Father, what in heaven? Hell be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of death. Amen. Eternal Father, through Mary's unblemished hands and the divine heart of Jesus, I fear the many thousands of wounds, the gruesome pains, and the precious blood of the flogging as atonement for me and my... On all of humanity's sins, of the flesh, as protection against such sins, and the preservation of innocence, especially among my relatives. Prayer for the crowning of thorns. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Eternal Father, through Mary's unblemished hands and the divine heart of Jesus, I offer you the wounds, the pains, and the precious blood of Jesus' holy head for the crowning of thorns, as atonement for my and all of humanity's sins of the Spirit, as protection against such sins and the spreading of Christ's kingdom here on earth. Fifth prayer, the carrying of the cross. Our Father, who art in heaven and hell be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Eternal Father, through Mary's unblemished hands and the divine heart of Jesus, I offer you the sufferings of the way of the cross, especially his holy wound on the shoulder, and its precious blood as atonement for my and all of humanity's rebellion against the cross, every government against your holy arrangements, and all the other sins of the tongue, as protection against such sins, for the true love of the cross. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us in now with the hour of our death. Amen. Eternal Father, through Mary's unblemished hands and the divine heart of Jesus, I offer you your Son on the cross, his nailing and raising, his wounds on his hands and feet, and the three streams of his precious blood that pours forth through the wounds for us, his extreme tortures of body and soul, his precious death, and its unbloody renewal, in all the holy masses of the earth as atonement for all the wounds against the vows and regulations within the religious orders as respiration for my and all the world's sins, for the sick and dying and for all the holy priests and laymen for the holy father's intentions towards the restoration of christian families for the strengthening of faith for our country and unity among all nations in christ and his church seventh prayer the piercing of jesus aside our father what in heaven hell be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not in temptation but deliver us from evil Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death, Amen. Eternal Father, accept as worthy for the needs of your holy church, and as atonement for the sins of all mankind, the precious blood and water which poured forth from the wound of Jesus' divine heart. Be gracious and merciful towards us, blood of Christ, the last precious content of his holy heart. Wash me of all mine and others' guilt of sin. Water from the sight of Christ, wash me clean of all punishments for sin, and extinguish the flames of purgatory for me and all the poor souls. Amen. And we pray this in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And for those doing the um, indulgence calendar, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in the day of battle, be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, Prince of the heavenly host, by the power of God, thrust and tell Satan and all. The evil spirits who power the world seeking the ruin of souls, and we offer that, of course, for the Holy Father's intentions. Well, that prayer was a lot longer than the prayers we normally do, so let's do our closing prayer right now in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God of mercy, as we reach out to those seeking you, send your Holy Spirit upon this show, this station, and all the stations that carry us to renew us in faith. Enable us to share the good news of the gospel with loving words and caring deeds so that those who have drifted away may be drawn to your church and follow the way of your Son, Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the light. We make our prayer through Jesus Christ, our Lord, and we pray this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week on Your Prayer Intentions. Goodbye, and God bless you all. On the WQPH 89.3 FM Community Calendar at St. Cecilia's Parish, 180 Mechanic Street, Lemonson, Massachusetts, there is going to be reflections on proclaiming the Gospel of Life in a post row World. That's going to be Saturday, February 4th from 10 a.m. to noon and will be presented by Monsignor Moroni. Again, that will be at St. Cecilia's Parish, 180 Mechanic Street. Saturday morning, February 4th from 10 a.m. to noon, Monsignor Moroni will present reflections on proclaiming the Gospel of Life in a post row World. Once that's done, there will be an hour, of adoration of the Blessed Sacrament, and intercession for all life from birth to natural death. Again, February 4th, 10 to noon at St. Cecilia's Parish in Leominster. This has been the WQPH 89.3 FM Community Calendar. This is Peter and Jimmy, host of Your Prayer Intentions, every Saturday here on 89.3 WQPH Shirley Fitchburg. Do you have a prayer request that you'd like me to pray for, or perhaps the whole community? Well, include that prayer request in an email. Specify if you want it on-air or off, and email that prayer request to wqph893 at comcast.net. Let me repeat that. It's wqph893 at comcast.net, and we will pray for you. If you have an urgent request that you're looking for immediate prayer, Tweet me directly at the Tech Guy Blog on
1: Twitter or the Tech Guy Blog on Gab. God bless you.